Hello, and welcome to Domain Investing with Jason of Florida. I am Jason. I live in Florida. I'm passionate about domain investing, software testing, and a few other things. Today's In today's episode, I'm going to change my format just a little bit um, because I have been incredibly busy, and I wanted to talk about a particular project I'm working on. And uh, so, and that fits outside of the normal format. And there are other reasons, uh, but that's the primary one. So for now, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, basically, what I want to talk about today is I'm building an Amazon uh, affiliate website. It's a niche site, very small niche. And uh, first, I feel like I need to explain. Explain myself. Why are you doing this, Jason? You're a domain investor. Well, there are three primary ways domain investors make money off domains. That is buying them and then selling them for profit, hopefully for profit. That is uh, parking them and uh, placing ads on them, uh, pay-per-click or uh, ads. And then finally is developing uh, websites. In various capacities, and and that essentially increases the value of the domain, and that brings me into developing a domain I bought, uh, I think in June. It was uh, I had a conversation with a colleague, and uh, my colleague had told me that he had a he had built a website, uh, and he was selling an ebook, and he showed me the website, and it was a very simple website. And he told me he was doing okay with it and uh, that he was actually very happy with his returns. And the, the ebook that he was selling was actually uh, a uh, an affiliate product off of ClickBank. So he told me all about ClickBank. Well, that evening or the next evening, I came home and I checked out uh, ClickBank. And uh, it scared me a little bit. <laughs> ClickBank um, scared me off. So I looked into it and I thought, that's interesting. Uh, what if I just wrote my own ebook and sold it and then I keep 100% of it? Easy enough. About a week later, I'm uh, uh, driving around town and there's a local kind of um, icon where I live. And I thought, that's interesting. So I searched it. And sure enough, the domain name of this uh, public entity was not registered. So I thought, cool, I'll register that. And then a couple of days later, I thought, you know what? I'm going to monetize that. And I'm going to write an ebook on that thing. Simple. Not so simple. So that was in uh, in June, and I recruited uh, my son. My oldest son's in high school, is a sophomore in high school, and I told him, I said, hey, pal, I got a deal for you. I don't have the bandwidth to work on this project, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to front of the money, and if this website makes money by uh, selling this ebook, I'll split it with you 50-50. So uh, we commenced to uh, throw up a website, 
and it was just a uh, there was no content on the website it was just the name and it had you know a contact about page had a home page with basically said ebook coming soon nothing much to it and then uh on and off i did a little bit of research he done a little less research cuz after all he's in high school so uh you know <laughs> i remember when i was in high school and uh you know kids can uh, have a tendency to be a little lazy, but he's a great kid and he's doing a great job doing some other things for me. So I started doing some research and pressed on and I set a hard date of having it done by August 1st. Uh, when, you know, right when school, we, we got back from vacation and school was going to be starting up. And I thought, you know, we got the rest of the summer. He's just hanging out at the house most of the time. Be giving him a project to work on. It'll be great. Well, two things. Uh, he didn't want to work on it as hard as I wanted him to work on it. And the second thing is, when I worked on it, you know, I was under the impression that I could basically Google it and find all the information in the whole world and then summarize it and write a really nice ebook and be done with it. And man, was I ever wrong. This is the hardest subject I've ever researched in my entire life because it is not online. Now, let me tell you, I'm 44 years old. So when I was in high school, basically the internet was just becoming a thing. And I remember we weren't allowed to use uh, most every website. for We couldn't cite them as sources. Uh, I remember specifically teachers pointed out Wikipedia as being uh, very untrustworthy, uh, which is funny now that you look back at it, right? Uh, so, you know, I came from a point in time when you had to go to the library, you had to look at books, you had to look at encyclopedias, you had to use the uh, the uh, card library thing, I don't remember what it's called, and like the Dewey Decimal System and 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 all that stuff, right? So I'm accustomed to it. And then, uh, you know, I got out, computers became, uh, you know, everyone had a computer, internet started growing, I had a website in the, uh, well, let's see, my first website would be in 2004, uh, and, uh, you know, I've always kind of been tech savvy, always interested in those sort of things. Um, but I'm, I'm falling away from my topic. All right. So let's focus, Jason. All right. So I thought I'm going to go to the library. Here's the problem, folks. I don't like going to the library. I don't like driving in my car to the city library and the city I needed to go to was, you know, 45 minutes away. So I put it off and put it off. And one day I called him and I said, hey, I need this type of information. And the nice librarian said, hmm, well, if we have that information, it'll be at this very specific library in some archive. So I drove to that specific library and I went in there and I waded through thousands of pages of historic pictures and uh manuscripts that I'm certain weren't actually published by a real publisher. Uh, these were things that people had typed up on their typewriter, I think. 
there were some published books. Uh, so needless to say, I got a little bit more information on it, but I was missing the one key element. I needed to find out when this thing was constructed, who constructed it, and in what year. Now, I've narrowed it down, uh, and I think I know, uh, but I'm waiting for from response from a local who worked at the engineering firm that was responsible for either designing it or constructing it. I'm not sure. So I'm waiting on some uh, firsthand knowledge so, so I can throw some quotes in there and uh, polish this, this bad boy off. And, well, we'll be on our way for the ebook portion of it. So, flash forward couple months later, the ebook is is kind of dragging along as I'm focused on other things like this podcast and my website and domain investing and and a hundred other things. Uh, football season when we you know I coach football with my kids and and uh, just tons and tons of time being busy. So uh, about a month ago, I started getting serious again, focus in and on finishing the the ebook. And then I started thinking, I'd been listening to some podcasts. I listened to a ton of podcasts. Uh, some of them were, let's see, Niche Psych Tools podcast. Uh, Chris, uh, his last name escape, uh, escapes me at the moment. Uh, very nice gentleman. Actually had an email uh, uh, back and forth with him. Good conversation. And he helped me out there. And then uh, Niche Sites. Uh, Niche Pursuits with Spencer Hawes, and then uh, Doug Dot Show or the Doug Show with uh, Doug Cunnington, and then Building Online Empires, formerly Human Proof Designs, uh, and, and several more. Right, so uh, I'd been listening to those for a while, and I thought, you know what, I could turn this website into a niche site. And uh, I'd kind of been thinking on it for a while, and I'd been wondering, could I turn it into an Amazon affiliate site? Well, I didn't know a ton about Amazon affiliates. Uh, like I said, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I uh, research online occasionally when I got some time. And then uh, Doug, uh, Doug Cunnington talks about... So I've been work, writing articles for my website and, and kind of been going through that struggle. And uh, he talks about something called the keyword golden ratio for writing uh, content for your website. Basically, the premise of it is, is that you, um, you go into a keyword tool and you enter, you find out how many monthly searches a keyword has. So if you're looking for black pens, um, black pens to write essays, right? If that's your keyword, then you would type that in and say it had 50 uh, searches per month. So then you would go into Google and you would type in Google, or you would type in all in title, uh, colon, uh, black pens to write essays. Is that what I said? <laughs> and then uh, you would divide those numbers 
And hopefully there were more searches than there were result. There should be more searches than there are results. And that ratio should be 0.22 and lower. So I started doing that a little bit. And man, that was difficult. And the keyword tools are either very expensive. So there's some great tools like Ahrefs is a great tool. Uh, it runs about $1,200 a year, which I'm not prepared to drop. Uh, there's some other ones like, I think it's called Mangools. It's known by another one. There, and then there's some free ones. Uh, the one I use right now, which is free, is uh, Uber Suggest. It's uh, Neil Patel. Uh, Uber Suggest tool, and that one works okay. Uh, so I started playing around with that research and I thought, you know what, as I started researching some of the topics on this, uh, surrounding this other website, I thought, you know what, this could happen. So I found about three topics and I started writing the articles. And so I got, uh, about the second article in, and I'm going to digress here in a minute. So I got about the second article in, and then I realized that, Oh my goodness, this is going to take me forever. The keyword research alone took me a couple hours to do. And then the writing of the article took several hours. And there's some other stuff, uh, the Amazon stuff. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. And I thought, this is going to take me forever. So I'd been uh, looking at Doug Cunnington's uh, website. And, and Doug, I love your podcast. I think you're a great personality. I thought I think you have a lot of valuable content, but I absolutely hate your website. <laughs> it's very salesy. Um, it's scary, you know. Like I, I look at it and, and I, I'm thinking, what's this guy trying to sell me, right? Uh, but I think he does give a lot of information, and he and he does uh, most of it for free. And I think it's pretty good information. So, um, so I went ahead and and had been looking at him and I actually emailed him and I said, Hey, here's some of the challenges I'm having. And off to the side, he basically said, you know, as a side, something I didn't even ask about. He said, Hey, by the way, or something like, you know, look, if you're having time, maybe try to get someone to write your articles and, you know, here's what I use. And, and he wasn't affiliate for any of those. And he's like, but, you know, he had mentioned uh, using human proof designs to do keyword research. And I hadn't really considered that. So I went over to human proof designs uh, website and uh, they had like a, this was around Black Friday. So they had a sale going on. So I ordered, you know, like a, a packet of keywords and it took them, it took them a while, it took them about like a week or week or 10 days. And they finally got back to me and man, they delivered some great keywords. Well, in the meantime, I'd been pounding away at these articles. I had like three and a half or four articles done and it was just slow. And, and in the meantime, about a week prior to that, I'd gone to, I'd done some research about how to be an Amazon affiliate and and what that entails and just really dug into it to figure what I might be getting myself into and if it even made sense. And I thought, well, you know what, Jason, you need you need a little motivation. You know, like the little little devil on my shoulder said, Jason, you need a little motivation. I'm going to click this button to sign you up. And the way that works is once 
Once you sign up, you have 90 days to sell three items. And then at the end of that 90 days, uh, then they will do a review of your website and make sure you're following all the rules and then a preview if you are. And then uh, I'm not sure what they do if you aren't, if that makes sense. Uh, I hope they give you a chance to make things right and don't just ban you. I'm guessing they give you a chance to make things right. Uh, but in the meantime, I've been very careful to do exactly what they want. So I read their documentation and I thought, mm, I can do all that. Uh, but I wanted to see a real live affiliate site and how they do it. So I went to thewirecutter.com, which is a massive affiliate site that makes, you know, a ton of money. It's well known. And to be an affiliate site, you have to have disclaimers uh, that are obvious. Um, that's the primary thing, right? You have to have disclaimers that says, I'm an Amazon affiliate. I may make some money. And the wire cutter actually does a great job of explaining that. So if you put that right at the top of your page, then, you know, what you don't want to do is be salesy. If you go to their, their about page, it talks about, well, we really research this really, uh, well, and we want to give you great reviews because if you don't and you return the item, then we don't make any money and they really make a compelling argument. So I was like, great, copy paste. <laughs> and, and that's, that's how I, uh, implemented that onto, onto, uh, my niche site. Uh, the second thing is what I didn't anticipate, uh, I write articles on jasonofflorida.com. Uh, you know, they do take me a little bit of time editing and doing a bit of research. Uh, but uh, I am not a salesperson, right? And so I had to research how are other people writing these articles and and let me, you know, what, what you want to do is be the very best. You want to find these areas that have low... Uh, uh, low search volume, or I'm sorry, not low search volume, but low um, Google results and more search volume. And you want to be at the very top of that. And to do that, you basically have to be have the best article there, right? So you want to just cover it top to bottom, 1,500 to 2,000 words. You want to put some product reviews. You want to put some ads in there. And it has taken me some time to learn that. And, and on top of that, this is not a niche that I would say I'm an expert at. It's something I'm familiar with and I've done, um, many of these things and I've been around them. Um, but, uh, when you go to write about something, right? Like, like, for example, if you have to give a presentation about something, like you really have to know the content, you really have to know the thing. So I actually have to really dig in and understand what type exact, how many types of this thing are there? And what's this, uh, little piece of it do? And what happens if I turn this way? Like you have to know all the details of it, right? So it takes me, it has taken me about six hours per article. Now, <laughs> so I've finally written 10 articles. So let me say that uh, many of the niche site folks basically say, and I think uh, it's on uh, uh, Doug Cunnington, uh, his website, which is a niche. Uh oh, 
Oh, there we go. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, Doug, I'm sorry. I forget your uh, URL. But uh, his podcast is Doug.show. You can find it from there. But basically, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, he says you want to have 10 articles before you go live. So Friday, I got home from work, and I had seven articles done. So I spent all Friday evening writing an article. I wrote an article on Saturday, and I wrote an article on Sunday, and I, and I finished up about midnight on Sunday, or maybe 12.30 or something like that. And then I worked today. And... And uh, now I'm back at it, right? Doing the podcast. So I've got my 10 articles done. Now I'm finishing my ebook, which I hope to be done. I'm going to work diligently to get it done this week. And then I'm going to flip that baby on. Hopefully next weekend, hopefully middle of next week. I've got 10, you know, a few days before Christmas here. I'm really pressing to get it done. And let me tell you. When I first bought this domain, I thought, you know what? It's never going, I'm never going to be able to use it for a thing about this subject because there's just too many websites about it. And then I started looking at these websites and I was like, man alive, these websites are terrible and their content is terrible. What are they thinking? And let me tell you, my articles, they are going to be the best. Now, whether they rank on Google, that's for Google to decide. But they are going to be the best articles, and I'm stoked about it. I'm pumped about it. I think it's going to be amazing. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so 10 articles, ebooks, published website, and that's it for this segment. All right. So domain investing, just to wrap up a little bit, domain investing. Man, I'm 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 working on some domains, let me tell you. <laughs> so I only have so much time. In the last month, I've only bought month month or so. I've only bought two domains, uh, and those are what did I buy? Oh, this one. Oh, it's very interesting. So, in my domain strategy, I'm trying to purchase domains that are coastal or tropical or Florida like Florida like. Um, trying to get my portfolio in that direction, but don't get me wrong. Like I'm trying to buy the best domains available. So I bought two, uh, recently. And this one actually I'm very excited about. And when I see it, it's hard for me to not look at a domain and think, Hey, I could build a website on that. But this one's planfully.com P L A N F U L L Y.com. And I have not put a uh, price on it. I have not even listed it on my website yet. Or it is not even on a landing page. I uh, just uh, haven't made the time to do that. Uh, but it will be very, very soon. So planfully.com, unless I can think of a way, I'm going to throw the throw a website on it. And even then, I'll probably put it up for sale. And then the second one is islandpack.com. I-S-L-A-N-D-P-A-C-K.com. And that, that goes along with kind of the niche area I want to get in with domains. That's um, island, tropical, coastal, Florida, all those things. So uh, that could be, in my mind, Island Pack 
is, you know, it's a vacation package. Maybe it's uh, what to pack when you go on vacation. Um, so I, I think that has a lot of potential. Very excited. Like that domain. Uh, planfully, uh, could be a number of things. It could be, you know, calendar type planning things. It could be event planning. Uh, anything around planning, that's a strong name, planfully.com. So I'm excited about that as well. Um, other than that, like I used to, uh, be able to pull up the expired listings every, every morning and, and go through those and check out Namejet and check out, uh, some other folks and, and see what's happening in the main investing world. And I really have just been saturated in trying to get this niche side up and I haven't paid a ton of attention to it, but I'm still domain investing, right? I'm keep, I'm going to continue to tell myself that. So, uh, the next thing is, um, so my, uh, 15 year old son, you know, who's in high school, uh, I, I pay him a little, a uh, little chump change, I guess, you know, it's a, it, it, for him, right. He's in high school, doesn't buy anything, but you know, I pay him a little bit of money to help me out. What he does is he, I, I wrote a standard operating procedure, and I think I might have said this in a previous co- podcast, but I, I wrote a standard operating procedure, and he posts all the things uh, and on social media, so on like Twitter, on our on uh, Facebook pages, on uh, LinkedIn, and then we also Pinterest, but we haven't figured that out yet. Oh, and Instagram, so he does do that. So what we do actually post to is Instagram. Facebook page, LinkedIn, and Twitter. A lot of a lot of things on Twitter, and he does that for me. So recently, I had an issue with Hootsuite, and when I say an issue, it wasn't a software issue, it wasn't any sort of problem. I had a question about their pricing, so I emailed them on November nineteenth, and then on December 9th. Now, this was a question like, "Hey, I have a question about your billing. Do you?" Blah, da, 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 da. It was pretty much almost a yes or no answer. On December 9th, like three weeks later, they respond, Oh, we apologize for the delay. <laughs> and it just, it really floored me, right? And and I'm not going to, um, you know, my podcast is a, is a platform to, uh, promote d- domain investing and and promote my uh, website and stuff like that but but it's not about bashing someone right but that was very frustrating to me and, and I think I tweeted about it just for a minute and and to me that is a real problem in the tech industry that we're facing in every facet of it is that customer service is so bad and so I was thinking about this a bit more today and part of the thing is is that you know, people who are attracted to work in the tech industry. And I think even, you know, whether you're a programmer, a software tester, a database guy, a DevOps guy, a, a product manager, um, uh, whatever it is you do. And that extends all the way down to, you know, support techs and uh, salespeople. I think generally people in technology don't like working or talking with other people. And really, that's a problem in technology 
that we're going to have to learn to overcome, I think, right? That's a question. Because I know as a customer, that's very frustrating to me. And it wasn't. So it makes me think. Like, I, you know, right now my business is still in the red. You know, I'm, I'm investing quite a bit of startup to get things done, a ton of my time. And to me, that says, hey, I don't care. You're not important enough for me to answer this question in less than three weeks. And so, so what I wanted to ask you is, is if you're experienced in, um, social media platforms, something that will handle posting in multi, multiple social media platforms, scheduling those posts out in advance. I'm actively looking for a new, um, new piece of software to do that for me. So I'm going to look at that. And then on top of that, uh, you know, uh, at our local youth league, I kind of help out. Uh, well, I do, I do the lion's share of the kind of the IT infrastructure for the league. So that's uh, maintaining the website and updating that. That's dealing with email issues and and right now that's mostly just changing passwords thank goodness because uh i did a massive uh, migration of the website and the email to to a new host and over the summer and that actually took a bit of time and quite a bit of headache so now it's just like hey i need to add these email accounts or change these passwords or on the website it might be issuing refunds and, and stuff like that so i i do that and that takes up uh, too much of my time at the moment so I'm working on uh, that a little bit and uh, basketball season started up so I have four boys and two of them are playing uh, winter basketball and I coach both those teams um, so uh, that's going on practice a couple times a week a couple hours at a time so that's fun uh, and then uh, like I mentioned like right now I'm just making a really hard push to get the get the operations out of the red into the black. Uh, not necessarily making money. I don't care about that right now. That will come. I'm working uh, extremely hard, extremely smart. I'm certain that that you know that's going to come as I continue to work hard and work through some of the things. So mainly, I, I just need some validation that uh, you know, hey, you're you're going along the the same line. So on that note, I'm very excited. Today's the first podcast that I have a kind of a new microphone set up. So it's not a new mic. It's the same mic and the same headset, but I have a, an arm. So before with my microphone, then it was set on a little tripod on my desk, you know, where like my computer and, and stuff is, and it was kind of, in the way and it was really low so I'd kind of hunch over and to talk into it because I was concerned I wasn't loud enough or the ambient noise and so it was very uncomfortable so I went on Amazon and for 13 bucks I got this great you know like uh, I don't know plastic aluminum arm that clips onto my desk that holds my microphone and man let me tell you I feel like Casey Kasem and most of you probably don't know who Casey Kasem is, but I feel like a DJ man, and it's awesome. So I'm making a big time. 13 bucks made me feel like that. So I'm super excited about my new mic stand. You guys 
All right. So we've gone uh, just over 30 minutes right now. So I'm, I'm going to start to wrap up, right? Like, um, I want you guys to, to, you know, I want you guys to contact me, follow me on social media. Uh, you can find me at Jason of Florida. That's on Instagram, on Twitter. I got a Facebook page, Jason of Florida. I'm on LinkedIn, Jason of Florida. I'm on Pinterest, Jason of Florida. I don't have any pins. I think I have one pin, <laughs> but feel free to, to follow me or, or whatever it is you do there. Uh, on that note, so my 15 year old, uh, because he's my, uh, well, he's not my virtual assistant. I guess he's my real assistant. Uh, <laughs> he has a job right now where he's researching the best way to pin things for businesses. And he, he watched, um, uh, one of the gurus that I like to listen to, he watched his uh, YouTube video about it. So hopefully we'll get up to speed on that because I want to leverage uh, Pinterest for uh, the niche the niche site. So uh, just a note on that. So please follow me. Please email me. If you have a question, hey, what about this? What do you do in this situation? Or would you talk about this? Or whatever it is you want to ask or talk about. I'm at contact at jasonofflorida.com. Uh, go ahead and email me with that. Uh, and please, if you, if you, <laughs> that sounded terrible like I'm playing with you, but hey, rate my podcast. Uh, if you enjoy it, now listen, if you don't enjoy my co- podcast and you will leave a negative review, just, just sign off, right? Listen to the next podcast. It's going to get better. But if you enjoy it, give me a five star review. I'd love that. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to build up, build up, uh, all aspects of my business right now. This is one of them. And, you know, honestly, I don't think five-star review, I don't think getting a few five-star reviews is going to blow iTunes doors off, but, but it's a step in the right direction. Give me a, give me a five-star review. Thank you, pal. All right. And I wanted to tell you guys, I will not see you again until, uh, 2020. That's next month, next month, 2020. All right. So I wanted to tell you all Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, enjoy your um, families over the holiday. I'm going to be uh, taking uh, a trip out of town. I'm going to be gone. Uh, We're leaving the day after Christmas, and then uh, we won't be back until after the New Year. Uh, And let me tell you, I'm a homebody. Uh, Family makes me nervous. You guys know how family, I love my family. They've done a lot of great things for me. Um, you know, family is important to me. It means a lot to me. Um, but it makes me nervous, right? Like, just makes me nervous. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing them for sure. It's been a long, long time, it feels like. Um, but I'm really a homebody, right? Like, I work a lot. Um, I, you know, I, I do a lot of extracurricular with my curricular stuff and my kids. Um, you know, uh, we're just extremely busy folks. Like most, uh, or am I middle, am I past middle age? 44. I'm saying middle age. I'm planning on 90. So next year be middle aged, you guys. So, <laughs> so, uh, I'll see you guys in 2020. And then, you know, moving into 2020. Uh, before Christmas, I hope to have the niche side out. 
Uh, so that's going to be niche site phase one. And then after that, every uh, week to 10 days, I'll publish a new article on that website. So that, that'll that start slowing down. It's kind of, uh, I wouldn't say been dragging me down because I really enjoy the activities. Um, but I'm very excited about it, you guys. Uh, you know, I don't know if I've done all the right things or, or you know, I guess until until or if uh, uh, the money starts coming in, right? Like you, you don't know until you know. Uh, but I've certainly worked hard at it. I've researched it, done my best with it, and I'm very hopeful it's going to work out well. And then uh, another thing I'm working on into 2020 for next year is going to be this podcast right now. I need to fix the RSS feed. I'm not happy where it lives, so I'm going to fix that without... If I go into that, it's a whole other conversation. So I'm going to fix that RSS feed. And the reason I need to do that is because I'm very excited. I've been talking for a few, several months now about launching a new podcast on software testing. And uh, I just haven't had the bandwidth to do it. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I really love uh, I, uh, I love doing podcasting. I love listening to podcasts and I love software testing. And I think this is right down my alley and it'll be add this to the repertoire of things that I have. And it'll be a Jason of Florida, you know, uh, this one is domain investing with Jason of Florida. That one will be uh, software testing with Jason of Florida. And then, uh, also, I need to get back on articles. Tonight, I wrote my first article on jasonforda.com in a while. So I finally got kind of back on that after being distracted with the other site. So I published that tonight. Check that out. That was That's on um, uh, Rick Schwartz, the Domain King. He, uh, I'd wrote an article about him, and the last podcast, if you listen, was about that article. Uh, so this was an interview with Rick and I'd asked him kind of some follow-up questions to that. And he gave some very pointed and interesting, um, comments on it. So feel free to jump on there. That's if you go to jasonflorida.com, go to tech blog, it should be the, the top of the page there. Um, and then, uh, so moving into 2020, the next series of, Articles I'm going to write on jasonflorida.com. I went to a conference um, last month. I think it was last month. Yes, it was November uh, down in Orlando. And um, it was a great conference. Uh, it was the uh, Agile DevOps East. And it was a lot of fun. A ton of, a ton of content. Got a certification while I was down there. I had a great time. I did not take any pictures, so there will be no pictures of it that I have. At least I'm, I'm going to ask some folks and see if they have any. Um, so I'm include them on the on the article. But uh, I've got a ton of notes. I took a ton of great notes with the intention of writing articles. I have not had time, so that that's going to be in 2020. And then the next big step of my business is uh, starting uh, next year. I'm going to go ahead and uh, make it official with business and, and get some license around it and stuff like that. So I'm very excited. 2020, you guys, for me, professionally, personally, I honestly believe it when I say it to you right now, it's going to be the best year of my life. 
so far until 2021, right? But 2020 is going to be an amazing year. Uh, it's really in a culmination of years of really steady hard work. And when I say the best year, I don't mean, I definitely don't mean financially. I, I mean, it's going to be professionally fulfilling. It's going to be an amazing year. The websites are going to just really take off. Uh, domain investing is going to take off. It's going to be a great year, domain investing. Uh, it's going to be a great year at work. We're doing some really exciting things. I, I'm doing and my team is doing some really exciting things professionally. So I'm just really looking forward to the many, many things going on in 2020. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. I know, too, you're going to have an amazing 2020. Please reach out with me. Give me a review. Talk to you all later. Bye.